Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? Hello, loves. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, happy Tuesday. And thank you so much for pressing play. I always appreciate you being here. I know there are so many podcasts that you can choose from, but the fact that you decide to spend your time with me means the world. So if you are new here, this is the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast. We talk about the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship. So we touch upon business strategy while also touching upon the emotional side of what it takes to run a business, live your purpose, and step into your wildest dreams. I have committed my life to playing the big game, to overcoming my limiting beliefs, to tending to my mental health, to envisioning a bigger and better game for myself while also maintaining and rooting down into a state of complete gratitude and awe for my current life. That is a beautiful balance that has taken me years and years and years to get to. For those who are unfamiliar with my story, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 20 and really found an ability to function and thrive within entrepreneurship at the age of 28 when I started Scouts Agency. And uh, my business is a high multiple six-figure business, and we are the leading agency in getting women as guests on podcasts to tell their story, get in front of new audiences, and become thought leaders. So with that, I'm really excited about today's topic because... Um, I forgot to mention that little little summary of who I am and what I do at a very quick high level that I'm also a new mom to a five-month-year-old baby girl, Lily Constantine. And so this topic, how to regulate your nervous system when it is going fucking haywire, has been way more prevalent and way more needed in my life than ever. I feel as if especially when we are in the beginning stages of certain things, whether it's the beginning stage of a business, whether it's the beginning stage of new motherhood, whether it's the beginning stage of launching a new product, whenever you're in that expansion phase within your personal and your business life, it's really exciting because you chose these things. You chose to have a baby. You chose to start a business. You chose to bring on a team member. And within that excitement that is so beautifully aligned with our souls comes a lot of nervous system flare-ups because when we enter into unknown territory, no matter how aligned and on purpose that unknown territory is that we are venturing into, our nervous system perks up and says, hold up, where are you going? This is too much. I don't know what's going on. And it freaks out in an attempt to have you retreat and get back into your comfy comfort zone. So I have been practicing the art of grounding and calming and regulating my nervous system consistently throughout the day, especially with a new baby and trying to, not trying to, my new baby and running my business, Scouts Agency, and this podcast and my OKSys podcast is that there are 
moments that feel so poignant and so meaningful and so beautiful. And then at a snap of a finger, I get so incredibly fucking overwhelmed. This is especially true, this like snap into overwhelm with new motherhood. And it happens quite often. You know, it happened to me this morning. Lily woke up at 1.30 and she woke up at then 5 and we wouldn't go back to bed. She usually pretty much sleeps through the night, but lately she's been getting up in the middle of the night where I have to do an extra feed. And so I've gotten less sleep in the last couple hours and I haven't totally nailed down my morning routine yet, like when I need to get out of the house, when the nanny needs to come. Uh, what that timing looks like. I'm a pretty, pretty big on timing. I'm pretty big on like these five minutes I do this and then 10 minutes I shower and then five minutes it takes to do this. And so I haven't yet really figured out that equation for my mornings. And so I feel as if I'm perpetually late to the office and perpetually late to my team calls and meetings, which, um, you know, in the beginning felt okay to me as I was navigating being a mom and an entrepreneur and it was really a new balance. And I went back to work you know, week four and then more full-time at week eight, it was okay that that was a balance. And now that my baby is about to be five months, I feel as if that piece I'm ready to nail down and I'm ready to show up on time to my team and show that consistent, powerful um, powerful habit to my team. I don't like being late to team calls. I don't think that sets a beautiful example. And so now I'm ready to shift into, okay, how do I make my mornings really, really work for me in a way that gets me to work on time? So with that, this morning I was running just like seven minutes behind and I couldn't find my dog's leash because I wanted to take her to the office because my dog is doing this weird thing where she literally won't go to the bathroom in the mornings or during the day if I don't take her, which it's like, okay, you know, I got, you know, I got this baby that I got to feed and now my dog won't go to the bathroom without me. So I was like, you know what? I think she wants a day with me in the office, but I couldn't find her leash and I was carrying all these things and that was the tipping point for me. And I, and I had a little bit of a three minute nervous breakdown and my nervous system went haywire and it went really, really inflamed and it got really stressed. And my husband came up and helped me. I got everything in the car. And then I sat in the car getting my pumps on to pump on the way to work. And I noticed that the narrative in my mind was going towards catastrophic thinking. It was placing blame. It was saying, you know, coming up with all these false narratives that I'm unsupported, um, that my needs are met last, a whole slew of, you know, crazy narratives. And I noticed that as my mind was trickling down there, that a lot of these, actually all of it was limiting beliefs. There is a lot in my control that I get to manage and uh, shift to meet my highest purpose. And I noticed that I was going down that never-ending spiral. And so I stopped myself. I intercepted the thought and I said, I have a choice right now to continue down this narrative, feel incredibly stressed, inflame my nervous system even further, induce anxiety even further, and add fuel to the fire. Or I have the choice to choose a different state of being. I have the choice to choose a tool right now. I have the choice to choose again. And so as I was reaching, you know, stress panic level, probably number nine on a 10 scale, I in that moment said, what do I need? What do I need? 
So this is the first step to regulating your nervous system and bringing you back down to a grounded place of purpose. Because especially when you're in that fight or flight mode, your thinking isn't clear, your decision making isn't clear, and your perception of reality is false. So step number one is to ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? For me, in that moment this morning, I noticed that my body felt tense, that my heart was racing. I said, okay, I need to physically calm down my body, my physical body. So I decided to do box breathing. Box breathing is an excellent, almost immediate, yeah, honestly, it's immediate, (laughs) an immediate dose of calm that can just completely shift your energetic and physical state. A lot of people drop into meditation. However, I find sometimes that when you are at a really, really heightened level of stress, meditation is agonizing and meditation is the last thing you want to do. Like it doesn't feel good to just sit still because then the stress builds and builds and builds and your body actually needs a physical release to move that heightened amount of stress through and out. So box breathing is a really, really beautiful way to do it in a poignant way through your breath. So box breathing, for those who are unfamiliar is you breathe in through the nose for a count of four or five. I like to do four to kind of get, you know, my lungs exercised and open up and then I might, you know, end on a five note. So you breathe in through your nose for four counts. You hold your breath for four counts. You breathe out your mouth, audible exhale for four counts, hold for four counts, repeat the cycle. Inhale four counts, hold four counts, exhale four counts, Uh, hold four counts. Inhale through the nose four counts, hold four counts, exhale through the mouth, audible exhale four counts, hold four counts. So I was driving, pumping, didn't put any music on or anything like that, and I did box breathing for five minutes. And at the end of the five minutes, I brought myself back to my baseline. I brought myself back to my foundation. I moved the frantic and chaotic energy through my body, through my breath, through this very um, structured breathing practice and was able to calm my nervous system to a point where it wasn't in this emergency SOS, shits hit the fan type of mode. Once I got myself physically there, I decided to feed my mind and my body and my soul with a different narrative. Now, sometimes we can do this with positive affirmations. For me, when my nervous system is really inflamed after I have moved the physical energy by doing box breathing, you can also actually move the energy through dance as well. Like embodied dance is really great too, but we'll stick to this little routine I did this morning. Once I've moved the energy, then it's about the things I'm saying in my mind and to myself. But in that moment, I needed something a little bit stronger than a positive affirmation, and so I decided to pray. Now, when I say the word pray, you might say, hold up, I'm not religious, I don't believe in God, is this a religious thing? All those questions might be coming to the forefront for you right now, and you might even feel triggered. I want to invite you into a place that this prayer, this type of prayer is has nothing to do with religion, has nothing to do with a type of God or gods or spiritual practice or belief system. For me, I use the word God and universe interchangeably. And you don't even have to have a person or a thing or an energy that you are specifically praying to. I find that when we use the modality of prayer, it allows us to give up our struggle, to give up our 
panic, to give up our unease, to give up our misalignment and stress and give it to something else. That could be something higher or that could just literally be the air in front of you. So sometimes when we do positive affirmations, we're saying, I am grounded, I am fulfilled. It feels as if you are still in control and you are still trying to fix the situation. So when I am incredibly stressed, I know that I need something outside of myself to calm me down and I want to release the pressure and the responsibility that I have to do it all myself in that moment. So I decided to send a prayer. I personally said, dear God, please allow me to see this situation differently. Please allow me to find peace, contentment, and fulfillment in my day today. Please open my eyes to the inspiration available and please guide me towards a beautiful day that is filled with fulfillment. Please show me a different way. Please show me a different way. I am willing to see this differently. And in doing that, I felt my whole body enter an even deeper level of relaxation where it was like, I'm not responsible. I just gave it up. I'm willing to be guided. I don't need to lead in this moment. I can be shown a way out of my stress. And that is what surrender is. That is what surrender is. And so I surrendered through prayer this morning. And then third, the very, very last step is that I accepted. I practiced a deep sense of acceptance that my day started this way, that I entered into a flight or flight mode, that my nervous system was going all haywire. And I accepted that that might take some time to settle itself, that that might take some time to fully leave my body. That might take some time. I, you know, I can't just at a snap of a fingers go back into total fulfillment and alignment and inspiration and wanting to go back to a full 180 is the thing that keeps you in the shitty place to begin with. What you resist persists. So in that moment, I said I did my breathing, I tended to my body, I moved my energy, I gave it up, I prayed to God, I practiced some good internal dialogue and whew. Now I accept that this is what I'm going through. And I am willing to continue to hold on to a larger picture throughout the day and know that if I do get stressed again, that I can return to my breathing, I can return to my prayer, and I can return to acceptance. And in accepting your emotional experience at any given time, all of a sudden that emotion is like, thank you for acknowledging me. Thank you for seeing that I'm here. Thank you. And it calms down a little bit. I am literally recording this about seven minutes after I did all this. And I hope you can tell the energy that I'm exuding and how I feel incredibly grounded and I feel incredibly confident when just 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, I wanted to scream at the top of my lungs. And now... I still feel a little tingle of anxiety in my chest, but I'm ready. I'm good. I'm focused. I'm accepting. I'm surrendering. I'm not fighting. I'm coming back home to myself. So as a quick recap, the three steps to regulating your nervous system when you are in a heightened state of fight or flight, the pre-step is to intercept the thought, intercept the experience, and choose to recaliber and embody a different energy. To do that, your first step is to do box breathing. 
I do a count of four, do it for at least five minutes. The second step is to send a prayer to God, the universe, to the air, to the chair, to whatever you want, to yourself, asking to lift this emotional experience from you and guide you towards fulfillment and back to a place of groundedness. And then the third is to accept, accept this emotional experience that you are going through and know that it might not change all the way in a second. It might take some time throughout the day and it might revisit you, but that you accept that this is what you're going through right now and watch the magic unfold, the grounded, fulfilling magic unfold. Whew, I feel even better already, even, even after I did my tools. Coming on this mic and talking to you all was exactly the cherry on top that I needed. And I hope it was supportive and helpful to you as well. If this felt like exactly what you needed, I would so appreciate a rating and a review. It is the best free way to support the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast and to keep me coming back and giving all of this content and advice and wisdom through the mic over to all of you. And if you know a friend that needs this, a beautiful way to show them that you care and love and support them would be to send them this episode. Let them know that you're thinking of them and give them the tools to get back to their baseline too. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day, whatever emotions may come to the surface, and I will catch you next week.